Are you guys excited about Break Free, our new series? Anybody? I mean, what would you guys be excited about? You don't even know what it's about yet, all right? So here, we want to talk to you guys for the next few weeks about something that's called spiritual disciplines. Has anybody heard the term spiritual disciplines before? Anybody? A few of you guys? All right, maybe we've mentioned it before. All right. But here's the thing. Spiritual disciplines, we're going to talk over the next few weeks about things like having a quiet time, praying, uh, giving, tithing to the church, and, uh, and we're even going to talk about worship by having a worship night in a few weeks. And so a lot of times some, the spiritual disciplines that we talk about, people think about them as like uh, a chore or something that we don't really want to do. Like, oh, man, like I, I don't want to do that. Or maybe a, a list of spiritual disciplines feels like just a list of rules that we have to follow, but we called this series Break Free because we want you guys to learn that the spiritual disciplines that we're talking about, those are ways that, they're not rules that we're stuck with, but they're actually actions that we can take in our lives to experience the freedom that we find in a relationship with Jesus, all right? So that's why we called it Break Free. That's why we've got that super awesome video that a really cool person made of a lizard escaping and an old lady escaping and a baby escaping because they all broke free. Stevie, did you get it? Yeah. I watched the whole video of the old lady. It's pretty hilarious. There was a police officer that followed her because she was lost and he just, he'd stop and walk up and she's just scoot, scoot, you know, and he was like, ma'am, are you okay? And she's like, I know where I'm going. And he was like, all right, are you sure? Because you're on the highway. And she was like, I know what I'm doing. And he followed her for several hours until she got back safely to her place, her retirement condominium. Yeah. The bluffs at Boca Raton, <laughs> segment two. All right. Huh, you don't know where you're going? You're like an old lady on a scoot scoot. All right. So we're gonna start tonight with break free and we're gonna talk about something in just a second, but I want you guys to kind of understand um, what we're talking about when we say things that maybe we don't always want to do, right? And so I've actually noticed a trend with you guys, and it happens a lot in our high school services on Wednesday night, is that we have all these games, we have all this fun stuff, and then even in worship, but as soon as I come up to start talking, you guys mysteriously have a weak bladder, all right? So I found this funny video, uh, picture. It says, Pastor, I know I sat for three hours watching the Avengers without moving a muscle, but as soon as you start preaching, I'm getting up to pee, all right? And that's some of you guys, right? You can sit there for three hours watching Endgame because you just have to see Hawkeye's new haircut the whole time, and you can't miss it, all right? And I don't know what happens, so if any of you spoil the movie for me, I am not afraid to kill a small child, okay? Test me. Test me, right? If I will come over there and punch you so hard in the head. You guys can, when it's something you want to do, right? Saturday, you're curled up on the couch under a blanket. You're binge watching Netflix without moving. You're sitting in your own filth. You ate six bags of Cheetos, right? But then when it comes to being here, as soon as I start talking about the Bible, you're like, I got to go take a pee-pee. And some of you are like, I'm going to try and miss this whole thing. I'm going to go take a little doo-doo. Just be in there for 25 minutes. Right? Anybody? Anybody want to admit to that? Okay, just checking. All right. But seriously, guys, there's things 
in our life. So now you know we're on to you, all right? I watch every single one of you that gets up during the message, and I keep track in my head. Yeah, no, I'm aware that you do it, Riley, yeah. All right? So there's things in our lives, guys, that, that maybe we don't want to do, but we know we have to, right? And we know that, like, okay, it's a stupid chore, but I know I have to do it, and I know it's going to be better once I finally do it. For me, one of those things is trimming my fingernails and my toenails. I hate trimming my fingernails. I really do. I hate it because it just seems like the dumbest chore. Anybody, do any of you guys hate trimming your fingernails? It's really just a waste of time for me. Like, maybe it's because I'm older than you guys. You guys have trimmed your fingernails. I mean, you probably just started last year. You guys just graduated from your mom using those little fancy little baby ones that won't cut your finger. So you probably just started trimming your fingernails last year. Anybody? No? Seventh graders? Where are you guys at? Still? Mom's still doing it? Okay, good. Um... So I've lived a lot of life. So for the last 31 years, I'm 31 years old, for the last pretty much 31 years, somewhere between every two weeks and every seven weeks, I got to trim my fingernails. It just depends on how many carrots I ate. Okay? And every time I'm like, why do I have to do this? It's just, I'm going to clip it off and throw it away. And I don't like biting them because they always get too short and then that hurts. I hate that feeling of when your fingernail is too short. Anybody? Des? You know that feeling, right? I hate that so much. So seriously, when I get to heaven, that's going to be my second question. Second. Because the first one, to God, I'm going to be like, God, big guy, mosquitoes, porqué. Because when you're in heaven, you speak all the languages. It's true. It's very bad. See, um, so I'm going to ask him about mosquitoes, and then when I get a good answer from that, he's probably going to be like, well, you know, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea had to eat something, and I'm going to be like, but why did they have to eat me, okay? I ain't trying to get ate up by bird food, right? And then after that, I'm going to be like, second question, the nails. What's the deal with that? Why couldn't they just grow out to the right length, and then if I, like, broke one or like hurt one or one of them fell off, then they'd grow back to the right length and then just stop. Why? I don't understand, okay? I hate it. I hate it so much. It's my least favorite thing. And then I'm going to tell you guys, all right, now that we're talking about this, I'm kind of a big guy, so when I trim my toenails, it's a, it is, it's an exercise. Huh? No, I do. Trust me, it's still a... My goal is to be able to tie my shoes without getting winded, I swear, all right? I have to do this. You guys think, oh, laugh it up now, now that you guys, first of all, your arms are a lot closer to your feet, okay, because you guys are so short, but oh, yeah, it's so funny. Now you can just tie your shoes. I have to do this weird sideways, like, thing, and I always feel like there's blood rushing to my head. Tying my shoes, trimming my toenails. I hate it. But it's something that I know that I have to do. Because if I didn't trim my fingernails and my toenails, well, I'd be disgusting. Right? That'd be gross. Plus, picking my nose would start to hurt. Okay? Huh? <laughs> so I do it, because I know I should. 
right? There's other stuff that as you get older, you probably need to do that you don't want to do it, like waxing your nose hair. And so I want you guys to just take the next three minutes imagining that I was getting my nose hair waxed right now while delivering this message, okay? Just imagine it. It, it was going to be great, okay? And we were going to get that wax and on a popsicle stick, put it up my nose, and, and then wait 30 seconds, and then, all right? Can we, we can maybe do it next week, but it won't fit. I don't even know what we're talking about next week. What are we talking about? Prayer? Okay, I can make that fit. <laughs> I can make that fit. Uh, bring your friends. I'm going to wax my nose next week, okay? But you got to bring your friends. The room's got to be full. If the room's not full, no waxy for you, okay? We were going to do my ears, too. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Hey, do they do both nostrils at once or one nostril at a time? I probably would have done both nostrils at once, I think. No, seriously, Ashley's sister is a, what is she, a cosmetologist? She's a nose waxer, and she was going to wax my nose. So just imagine that that happened. Because when you get old... Your nose hairs grow out of your nose, and my nose hairs, I, I have a curly mustache too. My facial hair is kind of curly, so my mustache hairs will curl up, and my nose hairs will curl down, and then they touch each other, and so all day long, it's like tickling, and I feel like bugs are just playing chess on my lip, okay? It's weird. I hate it so much. Yeah. So I wanted to rip them out! Because I knew, even though I didn't want to, I should. And in the end, I knew it would have been better for me. Like trimming my fingernails. I never want to do it, but typically around 7.45 on some random Thursday night, I look down and go, oh, got to trim my fingernails. And then I go trim them, and it's never as bad as I think it's going to be. But I always mess one up, and then it hurts. Then I, you know, throw the nail clippings away. And then I'm like, oh, good, my, my fingers are better now. And so all of that is like having a quiet time, which is what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> huh? It is very loud. Yeah, I love it. It's like I'm coming right at you. I'm like 3D sound. It's like you can feel my voice. Yeah. It's like we're in a, ooh, one of those air things where planes park, you know, like a hangar. Yeah. All right. So tonight we're talking about a quiet time, and I bet for you guys, spiritual disciplines and especially having a daily quiet time, that might be something that you guys are like, uh, I know I should probably do it, but I don't even want to. Because I was in junior high, and I spoke just like that. I sounded just like that. When my youth, when my youth leader would be like, you should read your Bible every morning, I'd be like, uh, I know I should, but I don't want to. <laughs> right? Because we have all the excuses in the world. I don't have time. I have to be at school at 8.15, so I have to wake up at 8.07, and I can't get up any earlier than that. So I wake up at 8.07, I eat my cereal. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good cereal. Fruity Pebbles! <laughs> This is, my, this is what I think of you guys. This is, when I look at you, that's what I, Fruity Pebbles! That's what I see. Okay? 
We've got all the excuses in the world. It's so boring. I, had, I led a, a junior high small group a long time ago. The, the guy, he's an adult now, and he actually, like, works on our staff, like, temporarily. But when he was in junior high, I led his small group, and I was like, hey, do you read the Bible? And he was like, no. That's how he talked. And I was like, why not? And he was like, because it's so boring. And I said, but don't you like to read? And he was like, yeah, like, adventure stuff, like, with Lord of the Rings and killing and stuff. And I was like, well, I can show you like a Bible passage where some dude takes the jawbone of a donkey and kills like a hundred people or something. So, um, and he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, just open your Bible. It's in there. Swear, bet. Um, it really is in there actually, by the way, if you guys wanted to know that, uh, it's cool. It's Samson. Um, so, uh, but we have all of these excuses. I just don't understand it. Okay, well, don't use your grandma's King James Version Bible, all right? Let's get you one that's written in English, and, uh, and then you can read it. We have all of the excuses in the world, and we know, man, that's probably something that I should do, but I just don't know how, or I feel like I don't have time, or I feel like it's just going to be so painful. Guys, having a quiet time, it can start out difficult right? When it's not a habit that we normally, that we have, creating a new good habit can be hard. And so I'm not saying it's easy, but I am saying that it's beneficial. And then as you develop that habit, it's good for you. And the reality is, is that you'll be better for it. And I guarantee you, you will enjoy it, right? But it's the kind of thing that we, we feel like, ah, oh, my alarm went off 30 minutes earlier than I wanted it to. Just start with five minutes. Get up, read a passage. Think about what it means. So tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about why should we have a quiet time. And then I want to give you guys just some really quick, an quick example of how you can have a quick, consistent, quiet time that's beneficial for you, okay? So the first thing that we want to talk about tonight, guys, is why have a quiet time. And the reality is this, there's, there are many, many reasons why we should have a quiet time. Maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, why does he keep saying quiet time? Uh, some people call this re- like a devotional. Um, you might call it reading the Bible. It's all the same, okay? Um, but basically what we're talking about is having a personal time where you are spending time with God by reading his word, praying, and communicating with him, okay? So that's what we mean when we talk about quiet time. And so what we want you guys to know, the, one of the main reasons I want you to fill in why we have a quiet time is because fellowship with God is a privilege. Because fellowship with God is a privilege. And as we've just come through the Easter season and we've talked, so go ahead and fill that in. That's your next fill in. Fellowship with God is a privilege. As we've just come through the Easter season and we celebrated all that Jesus did for us and we celebrated everything that happened, that the way that God loves us, one of the things that God wants you to know is it's not just That didn't happen far away from you. God is not far from you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And that's what fellowship means. Fellowship means having a relationship with someone. Is that how you spell privilege? Okay, good. It's just one of those words that when you look at it, you're like, I don't know if that's right or not. I don't know. All right? Sometimes I feel like there should be a D, like ledge, but I don't think so. Anyways, um... And so, guys, we have this God that loves us, that created us. He's the creator and savior of the world, and he's all-powerful and all-knowing, and he's everywhere, but he also, listen up, wants to have a relationship with you. And it's a privilege that we as believers get to spend time with him. 
through reading the Bible, through praying, listening to his leading in our life. Guys, it's a privilege. Maybe you don't even understand how much of a privilege it is for you. There are people in other countries where it's illegal for them to be a Christian. And it's illegal for them to own a Bible, but they sneak it. And they smuggle Bibles in and they risk losing their life because they love Jesus and because they want to spend time with him. I read a book by a pastor at another church. It's another church called North Point, but it's in Atlanta and they don't have an E. All right? This guy's name is Andy Stanley. He's a big time pastor. He's awesome. He's a great teacher. And he told this story about one time going to China and he was going on this tour and their tour guide was this girl, college-age girl, and uh, she, I mean, it wasn't like a, a Christian tour. He was just like, you know, learning about China. And she actually came up to him and said, uh, I know who you are. You're, you're Pastor Andy Stanley. And he said, yeah, I am. How did you know that? And she said, well, uh, I recognize your voice. I listen to your podcasts and your messages. She has to sneak listening to his messages. But she listened to them enough because she loved Jesus and she wanted to learn more about Jesus that here she recognizes this guy's voice and they got into this conversation about being a Christian in China and how hard it is because it's illegal and she's risking her own life. People have had their hands cut off for, just because they've been caught with a Bible. And she said to him, Pastor, my question for you is if it's so easy and so available why isn't everyone in the United States a Christian? Why doesn't everyone in the United States go to church? And that was his intro to a great book. We're not gonna get into that tonight. But guys, my point is, is that it's a privilege. Not only is it a privilege here on earth that we live in a place where we get to spend time with, with God, but it's a privilege that we as believers all around the world have a God who created us in such a way that he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to spend your day with you. And so we as believers have this opportunity. It's a great thing to wake up and spend time reading God's word and listening for him. And it's something that we shouldn't take lightly. And as believers, it's something that we shouldn't just say, oh man, I'll just sleep in. God knows I like him, right? It's something that we shouldn't take lightly and that we should be happy about the opportunity. And I, I promise you guys, if you don't already have a habit of doing a quiet time, if you start, you will appreciate it. You will be better for it. You will get to know God better. In fact, it's such a privilege. God wants so bad to have a relationship with us. In, in the book of Revelation 3, verse 20, it says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. God is saying, I want to be in relationship with you. If you hear me, man, we're gonna be like friends having a meal together. And God is saying, man, if you just come in and you experience my words, you communicate with me through prayer, man, we're gonna be close like people that are sharing a meal with each other, right? What's, what's our favorite thing to do when we're hanging out with friends or in like 10 years when you guys start going on dates? What, is, what does everybody do? You guys wanna eat, right? Everybody loves to eat. How many of you guys like eating? Okay, some of you are lying. <laughs> nah, I'm not, nah, whatever. <laughs> I'll take it or leave it. 
right? It's a great way to experience relationship with people is by sharing a meal with them. And God says, man, I want to be that close with you. And we have that opportunity by spending time in fellowship with him. It helps us to stay close to him and to know the way that he's leading us in our lives. John chapter 8 says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. It's going to come up on the screen. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is saying, man, if you stay faithful to my teachings, basically what he's saying is the things that I've taught you, if you remember them, if you look back on them, for us as believers, we have all of Jesus' teaching here in the Bible. And he says, if you keep these things close to you, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is saying, man, all we need right here to know the truth is right here in this Bible. And pretty much every single one of us in this room has a Bible, and if you don't, I'll get you one tonight. But we all have the opportunity to have Jesus' words and instructions right here in our own hands, and so often we make every excuse not to take advantage of that opportunity. So with the last just few minutes that we have here tonight, I want to give you guys a really quick one idea, there's a lot of different ideas, but this is one way how to have a quiet time, all right? How to have a quiet time. And uh, this, is just a, this is the one we chose because it's easy to remember. It's in an acronym, all right? You probably see the acronym on your outlines. It's S-O-A-P, SOAP, right? SOAP, okay? So the first one is Scripture, all right? Write in Scripture. That's where we start in our quiet time. And I actually want to pause there, and I know that SOAP, uh, starts with S, and the first place to start is Scripture. But I would actually encourage you guys to start your quiet time in prayer, all right? By just saying, hey, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read your words. Would you just speak to me through your word? And then you dive into that Scripture. And we've even put one on your outline for you in Philippians 2, all right? Verses 2 through 5. I'm not going to read it because that was just an example. That's a great verse. Maybe you do it tomorrow for your quiet time. All right, maybe you try this for the first time tomorrow. But you just choose a short scripture. It can be one or two verses, right? And you read it. So the S part that stands for scripture, all that means is read a scripture. All right, can you guys do that? Can you open your Bible and read a line? Can we all do that? Tomorrow morning, can you guys read one sentence? Yes, no, maybe so. All right, cool. The next one, O, is observation. Observation. So this is the part where after you've read the scripture, you take three to five minutes to observe, what does this mean to me? What is God trying to teach me? How might I put this in my own words? And a great way to do this is to have like a journal or a notebook, if you don't want to call it a journal or a diary, whatever. Maybe it's a blank piece of paper. And you just write down the scripture and you write what you think it means to you. That's why we put that Philippians verse in there because it's got great instruction. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of yourselves as uh, of others as better than yourselves. That's pretty clear. What do we observe that God is teaching us? Not to be selfish, to be humble, to not worry about impressing other people, right? And then the, the next thing, the O, is application. A, A is application. Application. Right? Application, you guys know what application means. It means you apply.
apply what you've learned to yourself. And so you write that down in your journal and maybe, hey, here's what I've observed. Here's what I think God is trying to to tell us. And then you write down just a quick, here's an action step. Here's how I'm going to apply that today. So if we go back to that verse, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress other people. That's where you stop and you think, man, when I'm in my third period class, I'm I've noticed that I really am concerned with impressing the person that sits next to me. And so today, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, like, not show them my shoes when I get to whatever it is that we do. We put it into application. We put it to work, what we've learned. And then the last thing, guys, is prayer. The last thing is prayer. And that's where you close your time, your quiet time, by just praying, God, thank you for your word. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say, but this is a simple, quick way. You just pray thanking God for his word. You ask that he help you to put that into practice. You say, God, today I want to, whatever it is, I want to love people better. I want to put other people before myself. So God, would you give me opportunity to do that? God, would you give me the opportunity to buy someone's lunch today? Maybe that's your application step. You pray about it. You ask God to give you the strength to do that. That's soap. That's how you start your day. You guys should be starting your, your day with soap anyways, right? In the shower. Some of you guys end your day with soap, whatever, all right? Soap, I mean like, you know, for your smelliness, okay? This is just the other type of soap that you start your day with, all right? So that's our encouragement for you guys is that you put this into practice, that you come up with one, remember, like I said, this is just one way, but you come up with a way to have a consistent quiet time. Because as we spend time in the Word, we're going to get to know God better. We're going to be strengthened by Him and by His teachings. We'll be able to better live for Him and we'll be able to better be a light to other people around us. Right? Okay? So tonight, we're going to worship in just a minute. And then we're going to go into our small groups and we're just going to talk about, like, why, why we're going to talk more about why, why do we think it's so important to have a quiet time? And we're going to ask you guys to be honest about, like, if you're having a quiet time, if you're not, if you're not, why? What makes it difficult? And then we'll talk about why having something like this SOAP acronym can help us, right? In fact, if, how many of you guys have a phone? Raise your hand if you have, like, a smartphone, okay? Most of us, all right? If you don't, that's fine. You're probably better for it. But if you have a smartphone, there's an app called Uversion. It's sometimes people call it the Bible app. It's called Uversion, all right? So you can actually like search for Uversion, ask your parents if you can download it. I'm sure they'll be okay with you downloading the Bible. Um, you know, maybe just clear out some of the other crud that you guys have on your phones and make space for the Bible on there. And uh, bless you. And <laughs> sorry. No, oh, you're fine. Everyone sneezes. And then you can go on there, yeah. <laughs> a one hump camel makes a one hump sneeze. Okay, so you can go in there and there's actually plans where you can find a, uh, like a Bible reading plan or a, a quiet time plan. And then every day, it, like, will, it'll even remind you, it'll send you an alert and it'll be like, boop, 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 boop. Read, you got tired of me teaching, huh? I'm just kidding. You sit down, you're okay. <laughs> you're fine. Everyone peace. Um... 
So we even found one for this week, and I didn't get to get a picture of it, but it's called Just One Word. And so if you get the YouVersion app, you can search in there Just One Word, and a plan will come up. It's five days, so if you start it tomorrow, you can finish it by next Tuesday, and you can even skip a day or two. All right? So maybe take the weekend off. I don't know. And it'll help you to read through the Bible. A lot of them have devotionals in there to, like, help teach kind of what you're reading through. So we want to challenge you guys as we're in this series and as you guys are going forward in your life to understand that this is one of the spiritual disciplines that we find the most freedom in. And it's not a chore that we should feel held down by, but rather it's one of the best ways, if not the best way, for us to have to experience relationship with God and to learn directly from Him. Because, guys, what we know about this Bible is that it's not just words that people wrote, but it's God speaking directly to us. So if you want to have a relationship with someone, you have to know what they're trying to say to you. All right? Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. God, would you be with us for the rest of the night? God, I pray that as we're worshiping together that we would just... Uh, feel your presence, God, that we would be giving back to you um, just the glory that, that you deserve, God. And, uh, and be with our small groups tonight as we're in discussion. Um, and God, would you just motivate us and encourage us and, and spur us on to have that quiet time, devotional time with you, um, to grow in relationship with you. God, we love you and we want to know more about you each day. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen.